But I have some bad habits, like, um, and I'm hoping that this podcast is kind of helping me with it, but I still don't think it's been resolved, is that um, because I get so, like, awkwarded out by, like, a pause or a silence, anytime there's a pause, I'll, I'll just say something, even if the other person, let's say you, are, are not done talking. It, and it just comes off as a really rude interruption. Um, yeah, that for sure does grind my gears, probably everybody's <laughs> gears. <laughs> yeah, and I've been called out on it a few times. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, sometimes I'll be in a meeting in the office and then the, the principal is talking something and he's trying to finish his sentence, but he can't think of the right word, but I thought of it, so I'll just say it. And so he'd be like, and blah, blah, blah. And then like, and you mean this, right? And he'd be like, yes. And um, in my mind, I'm like, I shouldn't have said Actually, come to think of it, I think you've done that to me a few times. And it's never, even if it was going to be what I was going to say, I'll be like, no, that's not what I was going to say, you dick. Um, no, I've been, like, even sometimes when I've gotten feedback in the podcast, like, some of it is like, you need to stop interrupting now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Last in the Grid. This is episode 12. The big 12. The big 12. Um, this is, we're in uncharted territory, kind of. 12, when we started this in November, was like a big number for us. I didn't even think we had it as our final number. No, I think we had 10, and then we ended up doing six before the break, yeah. and so then 12 became the number. Yeah, and like 12, uh, yeah, we kind of established that every every six we we're going to like take a step back and evaluate. So we've reached the big 12 and I'm very excited. This is Al, this is Nathan. Uh, I don't know what we are anymore. I think we're just two dudes now, just listening and to each other, not interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> and valuing other people's conversations as much as we can. So thanks for joining us today. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Al? Well, yeah, in our conversations leading up to this show, uh, the topic of networking came up. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think of networking as maybe slightly different. Like I'm coming at it from, because I've been trying to do a version of networking, but it's reaching out to sort of people that I've worked with in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of been on my list for a long time. Like before the pandemic, there were certain people that I knew I wanted to um, reach out to. These are people that I guess I worked with even my first work term, because uh, I went back to the same place for a number of years, a number of summers anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a few people there that I've always wanted to sort of like reach out to. So I've sort of finally started doing that. <laughs> so that is like one aspect of networking maybe that I've been active in and also like want to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I think there's different forms of networking. Well, I think there's two forms, right? Two. There's there's the one you described. Yeah. And then there's the more the the more typical one, which is where you kind of go to an event and you like hand right. out your business cards and you're like, hey, I'm so-and-so working with so-and-so. Nice to meet you. And, you know, all of that kind of stuff, which is it's kind of like speed dating. And I, it's it's very difficult to like make an impression. You have, well, you kind of have like 10 seconds to make an impression, right? Mm. Uh, 
yeah, I think there's that. And then there's what you've explained, which is kind of a deeper form of networking, I would say. Well, I guess it's not the starting point. Like you've at least worked somewhere. You're not, um, it's maybe easier in a way because you already know these people. You already know mm -hmm. what you're like. I'm looking, I guess, for not so much like I want a job, um, but more just I want people's insights. So they've sort of done different things mm -hmm. in their careers. They're, you know, 15 years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So it's good to sort of see. There was one guy at a small firm, so I kind of wanted to understand his journey a little bit. Mm -hmm. and then... It's interesting because uh, you, you kind of prefaced it by saying you're not looking for a job. Uh, but uh, And that's, that's kind of a difficult thing to put across sometimes because you, your form of networking isn't very common, I would say. I don't think it's a common thing to like reach out to people in your past. Uh, unless you're looking for some form of an opportunity, maybe. I don't know. So, Like, it might come out. I guess it's trying to keep the... Um... The relationship going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I took my time there because <laughs> I wasn't sure if I wanted to. Interrupt. Yeah, because say you worked with somebody or you had somebody who was a prof or you worked mm -hmm. for it before, it's very easy to just sort of fall out of touch and then when you do want something it's awkward see that, no i agree because i'm so guilty of doing that like even if it's just like friends and like former classmates and stuff like that or, or like professors you you kind of build up a rapport through this intense four or five years that you're working with them or and and then like once you graduate life kind of hits you and you're gonna do your own thing and i'm in general a very poor person in terms of being in touch with people uh, like sometimes it's just like literally out of sight, out of mind and with no like ill intention. It's just that things kind of just happen and you kind of just, you know, forget to stay in touch. Um, so, yeah, it's really tough. And then one day you're like, oh, I'm working on something. I think uh, so and so would be a great person to ask this. But then you have to put yourself in a position where, you, oh, man, I haven't spoken to them in like three or four years. Right. How do I how do I proposition like this without coming off of some as someone who's just like talking to them because they need they need something because the flip side happened to me recently uh where um i hadn't spoken to someone in almost like nine ten years yeah and they uh, and the, 10 years that's a long time well yeah i graduated undergrad 2020 okay. uh 2010 sorry and so yeah it's 10 years ah <laughs> <laughs> and then but like sometimes, you know, there, there's there's levels to do it. You can do it with like a level of tact or you can just be how this happened where, you know, they they messaged me through LinkedIn. They're like, hey, Nathan, I haven't spoken to you in so long. I hope you're doing well. Anyways, I was just wondering if you could help me with this or that. And I'm like, come on, you didn't even like let me answer the, hey, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I actually prefer that. Really? I don't uh, like when people are like, how are you doing? Because I'm, I'm not going to respond to you, but just tell me what you're after. I'll be happy to <laughs> I kind of like, you know, like, hey, you know, just yeah, first there's some, there's some interest in your personal uh, versus just... No, but if it's fake. Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I, like, even if it's fake, it's just like... Actually, when people do that, they like message you, like, you know, they want to make plans, but they're just like, hey, how's it going? And you, if you don't... What, are you going to wait for me to respond? And then I have to wait for you to respond back <laughs> before you can actually ask me the question? Just... So you don't like that give and take, the, the, the you know, like the back and forth, the small talk? I No. I guess you don't. Like... Well, it, it, like, if it's somebody I'm going to be working with, like every day we work together, I do want to know how their weekend was and stuff. Right. 
Um, so there is some of that. But so so let's just say you know, um, I we have we haven't you and I haven't spoken in five years, and I'm just like, hey Al, how's it going? How would you respond? I'd wait for you to send the rest of your message. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Would I, you not respond? I'd be annoyed, and I'd respond, <laughs> hey, good. What can I do for you? Oh, oh, you wouldn't be like, hey, how's it going? I'd be like, I'm doing all right. You know, working at so and so. No, I'd be happy to do that when we actually connect. But like, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> You can be like, hey, I ho- what I usually do, I guess, maybe I'm wrong, but I'll re- like the person that I connected with a little while ago, mm-hmm. I said, I hope you've been really well. I hope your kids, like, didn't ask how oh, they're you doing. Just, you just, just put said, it out like, there? I hope you're doing well. I'd love to talk to you about X, Y, and Z. Right. And then when we actually had the phone call the first five minutes, I am generally interested in this person's life. Right, so right. we talked about those things and it was great. Okay. All right. You know what? I see. I see it. I, I What I do is like, so I, I recently reached out to a, a former classmate of ours. No agenda, nothing. Just wanted to, I just, just, just like wanted to say hi because I hadn't spoken to him in, yeah, since we graduated. And we were like kind of close during yeah. during school. So I literally, like I saw him post an Instagram post and that's how I got remembered. Oh, you're still around. <laughs> and so I was like, hey man, how's it going? And he's like, hey, it's going all right. How you doing? I'm like, great. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then I'm like, hey, I'd like to talk to you a bit more. Uh, but it's I'm going to bed now. But like, let's make a like set up a time to chat. And that was that. Yeah, but you're just ch- that's fine because you're just chatting. Yeah, I feel like that's less formal than like when it's your contemporary. I feel like it can be very informal like that. Mm, fair. But if you were to talk to like a former boss or something, right. I wouldn't just leave an open... I mean, this is just me. I wouldn't leave, like, an open-ended, hey, how's it going? And, like, that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Okay. Yeah, I guess if I look back at how I converse with former bosses, yeah, like, usually what I would do is, like, if I see something like a link or, like, some kind of project or something that they'd like, I'll just shoot that with no message. And, yeah, that's and then and they'll be like, "Oh, the sick looks awesome," <laughs> and then and then and then I'm imitating my former boss from Amsterdam and his enthusiasm, and then he'd be like, "Hey, Nathan, how's it going?" And 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 then yeah, we'd have the the small talk conversation just to avoid like that whole if I if I need something, I just I don't like coming off as like I'm only talking to you because I need something. Uh, maybe I don't know why, but that I feel I feel a bit uh, insecure when I have to have this kind of conversations. Like, I don't want them to think, oh, he's only talking to me because he needs something. Because uh, sometimes I do. I do think that, too. I feel like people, especially if you're asking them about their experience, they're usually happy to Mm -hmm. talk about it. That's true. You know what? That's true. If it's like, if it's a conversation where they literally just have to tell you about, you know, things they've done in the past or stuff like that, I think everyone would be more than happy to. But I guess it comes into, like, play in other situations, like, oh, if you're, like, interested in working at their firm or something like that, then how do you, like, put it forward, you know? Mm. Uh, I remember for my current job when I was, like, looking, I had uh, few, quite a few friends working at the firm already, but I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to them, um, which in hindsight, they all hate me for because they didn't get the referral <laughs> bonus. <laughs> but I just felt like, you know, the pressure of, like, hey, I... I don't want it to seem like I'm just talking to you because I need something from you. And I feel like that that is one of those cruxes of networking um, that I, I, I wonder how we 
to tackle that, you just kind of own up to the fact that, hey, I do need something from you and just be as honest about it as possible. Yeah, I think so. I think, right? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's my like two trains of thoughts with your form of networking, which I actually prefer because it's, it's in terms of like uh, development, it's, it's, it's very useful. Um, you know, talking to people that have kind of been down the same road that you're tra- traversing. Well, the, I guess the like the next type of networking that I've never really gotten to is like where you're meeting people you want to meet. So mm-hmm. it's probably not even about a job. Like I tried to, I did volunteer for the, um, actually I need to put my application in for like the um, Toronto Art Biennale to try to like oh, A, to be involved, and then B, to try and meet people. But I didn't end up meeting anybody because it was pretty small. Like, I ended up just sitting, letting people in for three days. Right. But, like, nobody else was there. The only other people <laughs> that volunteered were, like, undergrad students that had to do it. Okay. Uh, and they were not interested in um, really being there. <laughs> That's the form of networking that makes me the most uncomfortable, actually. The, the, the form of networking when it's not necessarily... You know, people you're talking to, like, to figure out where you can go from where you are currently, but kind of, like, talking to people you look up to or, like, people you want to, like, emulate in a very non-traditional sense. Like, you're trying to ask them questions that even you don't know if they were the right question or not. So, you don't, you, I don't know if you worry about that. No, because I haven't even been in that position, really. Like, I've kind of, um, I want to do that <laughs> but if imagine if you were right like let's just say i probably wouldn't be asking questions like that i would just want to be around <laughs> just kind of like a sponge just absorbing yeah but is are you going to get the most out of it no, i don't think i'd get anything about asking a question i don't know it's too hypothetical like i did meet somebody because i go around and just well in the summer times anyway just sketch and i did meet a few people doing that but then never how pursued so? it like i would sit like in futures down here mm-hmm. i used to go there a lot and just draw people and there was a guy who was like came up to me and sort of sat down and like we showed each other like our sketchbooks and it was kind of oh, cool, cool. And then he, he was like an actual i was embarrassed to show him my sketchbook but <laughs> he was like an actual like that's what he does he was an illustrator and then he had like uh he met like every saturday morning or something at like a different cafe mm-hmm. And like would draw, and I just never went, and I feel like such a dink for doing that. I mean, see, that's what I mean, though, right? Like, there's this pressure. I don't know. I mean, I guess there was some kind of pressure. I just felt like every Saturday, I was like, "Oh, I could do that," or I could. I don't know. There was like always some plan, and I just never made the time to go. Have you seen him since? I should probably. I should go once COVID's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you should. Uh, I think that'd be great. I think. Uh, because because you're 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 you love well you're not i don't like you're getting into the whole like sketching well i didn't do it at all um during the quarantine which is kind of fitting in its own way because like you were trying to capture life and yeah like there was no but life. it was kind of an excuse so i went out for the first time in a long time today how did it make you feel it felt good i feel like i like talking about it more than actually doing it sometimes <laughs> what so do you I, mean I'm hes- well i want to make sure that i now that i'm like saying that i do this mm-hmm. i mean i do do it but I want to be, you know what I mean, better than yeah. I am if I'm going to be talking about it. But I, I find it very interesting that just by doing um, the act of sketching, you were able to network in a very non-traditional way. 
Well, I, I could have, but I didn't follow. Well, I mean, you start. Well, I mean, you started the the, the first step. Kind of happened like by happenstance, or you just came across somebody. That's the kind of networking that makes me more comfortable when you're at least in theory, where like you're kind of doing something, and by doing it, you kind of build this network because these other people kind of witness you doing it, and you kind of build on from that. Uh, I guess. Uh, I say in theory because uh, I know in practice I can't function that way because so I'm like it's pretty obvious that I, I'm, I'm kind of like super into sneakers and stuff like that. So I've yeah. been part of this the sneaker community for a um, good part of three years now. Um, and then they, they like every once in a while pre-COVID they'd have like a an event in Toronto or wherever. Like they'd have multiple events and the ones in Toronto I would go to. Um and I remember I went one time by myself with the intention of like, you know, going and talking to people and kind of mingling and like that. And I ended up not talking to anybody because I was just so, I don't know why, I, was, I just got so terrified by the idea of just approaching somebody and being like, hey, nice shoes. I like those. And then, you know, but it just, it just terrified me. So I ended up not talking to anybody. I was just there for like two, three hours. And then I just left. And it was just like the shittiest feeling in the world because I'm like, what, what, why? And then so, but I still wanted to be part of the the whole like event. Yeah. Like I wanted to show up and I wanted to get to see, you know, yeah, yeah. other people's sneakers and, you know, listen to conversations. But I just had nothing to say. Or at least I thought I had nothing to say. So then I started developing a bad habit of sorts uh, where the next few events I took someone with me. Right. But then that it's kind of this crutch that really like limits your networking potential because you just end up talking to that person. Right. And 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 yeah, so that's why I think this kind of transitions to the more accepted form of networking or not accepted, but the more common form of networking is when we go to like an industry event. And right. Yeah. And you talk to like, you know, somebody in the industry and. That I like it's I cannot do I can't do it well I I just can't seem to have that. Well, it's a bit like I guess in my experience going to those things, it's always with a very specific. It gets a supplier. Mm. Like if you're gonna be doing this, think of us. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's very useful, but it's also not. I don't know. It's not quite the same. Like I guess I'm trying to find a substitute for school where like you'd walk around studio and there's all these people making different things. And that's what I miss the most, mm. seeing all of these different things going on. Right. And then you're doing the same thing. So uh, you're in like a an environment that's all about creating stuff. Right. Do you think that ever exists? Like now that we're like outside of school? Outside of school, do you think that exists? Oh, I think there are people that like people that are. Um, I mean, maybe it's rare, but I'm sure there are people that have their little circles and they're making things. Mm hmm. Do you have your own circle now? Like no, I don't think I of, do. Of creators? No, that's why. Um, that's why I guess this topic is important to me because how do you um, find? That? And I've had opportunities too because I've taken like a few George Brown or uh, OCAD classes mm -hmm. and like just didn't. Have work. you spoken to anyone there? Like when you were working on your thing? Yeah, they were all like sort of doing. Well, you get like a mixed bag of people that are doing it, mm -hmm. um, and like some of the instructors are pretty cool because they're like you know artists in their own right and mm -hmm. like they have their ecosystem yeah so that goes to 
where I kind of wanted to go next is like, well, yeah, what do we want out of networking? Like, I, I, I'm more drawn to the this like what you described, where you kind of find a, a bunch of creators and you kind of have conversations with them about like, you know, when you were sculpting this out of... I wouldn't even say it's about conversation. It's just knowing them and being in their In their world. circle, in their loop, <laughs> yeah. right? It's interesting because like, I, I do think we have our circles evolved. I, I do agree that I wish I was around a bit more creators and more, are just more comfortable to be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Um, with like artists and creators and all that kind of stuff. But uh, how do, do you, like, do you have an inkling of how we get there? Like, I think it's by, I don't know. I'm kind of actually being self-conscious now of this whole <laughs> conversation. Why? I don't know, because I feel like I haven't done anything. So talking about knowing people, I, I don't know. I think it's by doing, though. Like, I think it's by doing things and then actually when you have the opportunity sort of being direct, which I haven't done in the past. I don't mean to make you feel self-conscious. I hope. No, it's me making myself feel self-conscious. <laughs> um, mm. Which actually brings me to sort of my... Like imagine, so a show, like a proper podcast with architects in it that mm -hmm. were actually, you know, full architects, mm -hmm. they'd be like, this is how networking has been important to my career and this mm -hmm. is how mm -hmm. you need to do it. And so we're not in that, uh, I think we have like, we're not like a step zero, but we're... Probably like step 1.5. Yeah, I'd say a bit higher than that. Uh, but it's not like we can tell people how we got to where we are because we're not very far <laughs> no we're not but think about it though how many like i feel like so many people feel the same way we do maybe but i guess what i'm i'm also at the same time i'm sort of saying these thoughts out loud mm -hmm. i'm thinking of how the podcast if there because this is our sort of milestone mm -hmm. is 12 and i'm wondering if we use this podcast even more selfishly so it's just we check in but it's not necessarily every two weeks because well, I'm just thinking like we've kind of gone through these topics of the show, mm -hmm. just like a show that, you know, is these established architects mm -hmm. and then they talk and give people knowledge. I wonder if we use it as a device to sort of check in with each other. Yeah. About like, oh, have you have you done? So have you done this recently? Kind of vibe. Uh. Like you're asking me right now? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the hypothetical conversation. Yeah, like I think we we'd even, we'd even revisit some of the topics we've had. Like we could meet in a month and be like, have you, how have you developed your lens? Mm -hmm. How have you, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's like a checking in. What have you been doing? Mm -hmm. Maybe I, I feel like that's, that was kind of our goal. This, this, this podcast was kind of this, uh, uh, checkpoint almost for us where like and I feel like we've come a long way since we started anyways like um, yeah there, there's so many things that I'm doing now that I, I hadn't done in the past and so many things that I think of that I hadn't really thought about in the past so like it's always it's been like a an unsaid kind of like trajectory of growth for me um, and I think maybe for you as well in some ways for sure um, and yeah I I, I kind of always see it like moving forward who knows how long we're going to do this for but like moving forward uh yeah i always saw the podcast as kind of for us to kind of just be like come back one day and be like hey uh i 
I need to show you guys this. Like I've been, I said I was working on a sneaker. I haven't touched recently, but it'd be nice to be like, hey, this is how that's going. Uh, kind of like a a milestone check for yeah. us. Uh, and even like with something like networking, it's like, guess who I spoke to uh, like a couple of weeks ago, and this is what they had to say about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I like that because I feel like um, we we have so many things that we want to do in our in our lives, and uh, this this podcast is kind of like transitioned it or transitioning into like this repository of all the things that we we wanted to do or are are doing, and I find that very interesting. Um, of course, like once in a while, we'll have like conversations like about things that we think about, like you know the one we had where we talked about being cool and stuff like that because those are yeah. like underlying things but for the most part this podcast has kind of functioned as just like a milestone check for us and I, that's why I like i love coming and this is probably the longest i've actually committed to something on a regular uh interval like, right that's completely not related to anything like, right yeah. like i mean like what like um because what's been like four months five months uh, six months actually i'd say has it been yeah so we start well we put it out in november but we started working on it like mid-september yeah true enough and so um i think that in itself is like a big thing for me because my biggest issue is always like committing to something regularly like i would do it for like two three weeks and then i'm like i'm bored and then i would switch well i felt moments of i wouldn't say boredom but it's more like uncertainty not uns no i think you did it again i did it again <laughs> no it's actually frustration in some ways because i'm like are we gonna do like okay this two weeks i'm gonna read about you know i happen to read about drawing an image so like are we gonna just make the thing about the show but right i think it would be better if it really is truly just us checking in like i really want to hone this and actually last week kind of sucked for me because of the time change like i just couldn't get up early <laughs> What the hell was that? I've never been so broken by a time change. I know. I because firstly, when I woke up, I didn't realize that it was like the time change, and I was like, "Wow, it's I slept in today." And then I was like, "Okay." Then I found out oh, the day changed, and then the next day, which is a Monday, I woke up like an hour later than how I normally wake up, and then I missed a meeting because of that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that really threw me for a loop. It really affected me. How did it affect you? I just, I didn't feel like getting up. So I didn't, like I would get up and then just barely, I'd be like, okay, I'll read two pages of this because, right. and then I'll start work. But it wasn't like a, I didn't commit to like playing my guitar for. Wow. I've that coming from you. That's a big thing because I've never <laughs> known you to be a person who just stays in bed. Well, it's not, yeah. I've had those things in the past where I just like, Oh, uh, you know, I just don't feel like getting up and, uh, you know, doing anything. And it's funny that you said that you experienced that because I've never known you to be that kind of person. Like you've always had like t for you, like time is always running out. Uh, anytime I talk to you, like I get that vibe. Oh, really? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, like you're like, oh shit, I need to do this. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. So really, because like, I don't feel like I'm like that myself. Well, because you but... always want to do something. Oh, that's true. So like, it like I, feels like time's always running out for you. Versus me, like I feel like, oh, I have so much time. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've always loved the fact that you always seem like you didn't have enough time. 
Because I feel like that's a good. I feel like that's a great problem to have. When do I give off that vibe? Well, you're just like, oh, I want to. I want to go out. I want to go hiking. I want to sketch. I want to do this. You always wanted to do something. Well, it's true. Like my weekends are busy now, and they're busy doing like leisurely things, but like active. But yeah, it's not like it's not like you just like. Because anytime I message you, I'm like, hey, or anytime I'm asking, you know, hey, what, like, and you can attest to this. I literally ask you about your week every time. And it's, it's mostly because I'm curious about what you did. But I'm also, I'm like, okay, Al's doing stuff, you know, he's always got time to do stuff. So I like it. So then I have no reason not to do anything because we have the same amount of time. It's a quantifiable <laughs> thing. <laughs> So I always like enjoying, I enjoy asking you like how your week was and what you got up to because it's just like very entertaining. I'm like, because like, yeah, you just uh, went hiking or, you know, went on a long walk and uh, went sketching and all that. And it's, it's great. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I know you're, I hope you're not worried that I said like you seem like a, like a man out of time. <laughs> just, no, I, I, don't, I don't mean in the sense that you're like rushing everywhere. I don't mean that. No, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't, I could be doing more, but I enjoy like just reading something for no purpose or I do watch like, although I haven't found anything really worth watching lately. Okay. Maybe this, maybe a man out of time isn't the right thing. <laughs> maybe what I'm saying is that you just never seem bored. Well, it's true. I rarely am bored. Okay. So I get bored. Like I, I, I'll just, I just get bored. I'm just like, oh, I don't know do that like I've, i have had occasional nights where like it'll be like 8 30 and i'm just like i don't know what i want to do and then i'll just go to sleep yeah i've done that before too but then like you get up and then you're up early the next day and like maybe but yeah you just never seem bored i'm very rarely bored mm-hmm. which is great i think that's so good sometimes i just sit on the couch for like in a couple hours and i'll just be there and then the worst one, the worst one thing I do is like, I'll be on the couch and I'll be on Instagram and I'll just be like exploring, cycling through things. And then I look and it's like an hour and a half has passed. And that's all I did. And I hate that so much. I've been developing that bad habit, actually. Yeah. And it's because I recently discovered Reddit. And like oh. you go into any of the Reddit, I don't know what you call it, like topics. Forms. And then you can search by like greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And like. No matter what thing you're in, it's always going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you just start. <laughs> but see, Reddit's interesting, right? Like it's, there, you, there's like interesting perspectives that you put like that you kind of, so you do get something out of it. I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, it really depends what I was watching at. like a giant centipede, like different gi- like poisonous bug bites. And so I was watching like a That's giant pretty cool. centipede. I mean, yeah, but it's not. You'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised how that kind of information can become useful. I don't know. Um, I enjoy... See, that kind of stuff I enjoy. Um, like, bug bites, cool. It's, like, informative. Even though it's, like, it's like science. It's cool. Like, wh- Oh, I remember, yeah, as a kid, my grandparents had, like, these... Bit, I think it was, like, National Geographic. It was, like, an encyclopedia, but, like... One of them was on insects, and I remember just going through it. Mm-hmm. But the thing I always wanted to know is like, how painful is the bite, and like, how poisonous is it? And like, it never had those facts. Right. And now, if you go onto like Reddit or YouTube, you could find all of that, and it's terrifying. Yeah. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have those pamphlets? They were big when I was a kid. Like maybe I was ten, 
and you would get the, I don't know where they came from. I don't know mm-hmm. if they came in the mail, but like, it'd be like this little booklet. It was just like a folded piece of paper, but it was like shiny and nicely printed. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be binder rings. So you could like collect them and it would be like Timberwolf. And like, there's a picture of the wolf on the front mm-hmm. and then you open it and it's like shows where in the globe they are. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of different facts about it and some more pictures. And they had it for like, I don't know. My friends had it too. And we would like trade like tiger shark for like giraffe. Um, Who trades a tiger shark for a giraffe? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it must have been like multiple things for a tiger shark. Anyway, it had like all these facts and they were like really cool. Yeah. Um, No, I I, I never had that, which actually sounds pretty badass. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Wow, we got segued like. I don't know. I like that conversation. It was nice. Um, back to networking. I think I don't. I don't have too much more on. Network. I don't have a conclusion to it. I think it was just something. It was kind of yeah, like it's stuff we're working on. It's stuff we're working <laughs> on. Like it was like a. It was like our. It was our life checkpoint. And be like, hey, we're gonna network. You know what? I'm gonna once this pandemic is done, I am going to like because I always shy away from all those network events and opportunities and things. And even if if it's something as like simple as volunteering for, like you said, the art biennale or something like that, I'm gonna like put myself out there a bit more for that. Mm. You know what? That's that's a goal. Yeah, kind of, except the pandemic might not end. So what are you going to do now? You mean the pandemic might never end? No, I mean, it's kind of far away. Oh, what am I going to do now? I have some ideas. All right. I have some ideas. Um, maybe maybe network through the podcast. Okay. Uh, maybe that's an opportunity. I'm going to try it. There's somebody I know that I worked with years ago that she started her own small practice. I'm going to try to reach out to her. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Anyways. Uh, would you rather? Shit, I didn't do my job this week. <laughs> it's okay. Let's let's uh, figure it out together. Sorry, I just saw a spider. It scared me. Have a spider? In yeah, there was a spider. It just went down. Ah! Ah! Oh man, if you have a spider in here, I'm. Well, I have plants, and like I. I had the door wide open for a while. Cause okay. I have not opened my door. Because uh, one time I opened my door and flies came in and I was like, uh-uh, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. No, 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 no. You, um, <laughs> don't do... I just don't do bugs, man. Have you ever been stung by a bee? Never. Jesus. <laughs> You've been bit by, like, a mosquito, though. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm super allergic to mosquito bites, so I, like, really swell up. Okay. Like, like it's like scary. Um, yeah, of course I've been by mosquitoes because. Well, I'm just checking. You haven't been stung by a bee. I, I mean, like how common is it to be stung by a bee? I Have mean, you been stung by? I a guess bee? you didn't grow up. Did oh no, there were bees in Dubai. <laughs> there. Yeah, how did you not get stung by a bee? I would stay the fuck away from the bees. <laughs> how many times have you been stung? Well, I, it was actually like my phobia growing up because when I was really little, um, somebody was mowing the lawn and they ran over like a. You know, sometimes they burrow in, like, the ground. I did not know that. They're, they're not honeybees, but they're, like, a hornet or Oh, that's something. even worse. Anyway, they all, like, flew at me and stung me when I... Like, I don't remember this, but then I was, like, terrified of bees. Like, if they came around me, I couldn't... Like, I'd freak out. There was one time a bee... I'm embarrassed about this. A bee landed on my leg. How old my, were you? I was... I want to say, like, five. And my dad, like, he was, like, just hold still i'll get rid of it and then he like went to swat it away and i was like <laughs> i made some noise and he kind of like <laughs> easy there 
I know bugs bugs terrify the crap out of me, man. But yeah, it used to be like once a summer I'd get stung by I remember there was a time I was like using a weed whacker because I had a landscaping job one yeah. summer and like I got stung in the finger. I got stung in the head because I was in like a rowing club and a bee just flew up my hat and stung me oh. in the head. So far I have I am actually genuinely terrified of being stung by a bee. So, I see. <laughs> so anytime a bee comes, like I'll, I'm just still, like I'll be like so still, and I'll just let the bee just do its thing, kind of land up. If it lands on my face, it lands on my face. It'll walk around. I'm not gonna move. But then somebody, like I'm sitting next to, will come and be like, "Oh, there's a bee," and like, like swat at it, and yeah. that's how you piss a bee off. Yeah, they also. I'm actually, I'm sort of over my phobia. Like I'll smack them away if they're around me. But I remember in grade four, I was still like terrified of bees. Yeah. And there was this kid. And from this day, I thought he was the toughest kid ever. So there was a bee inside. And the teacher was like, all right, get the, like they were shooing it away. And this kid just grabbed the bee like with his hand and crushed it in his <gasps> hand. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that's a brave dude. And he got stung and just didn't care. He didn't care? He was like, psychopath. Oh. <laughs> um, I have. It's not bee related, but it's probably the most embarrassing story in my life. Uh, I remember when I was like 11, 10, 11, like going through puberty, you know. Yeah. And I was taking a shower one day, and, you know, I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm lifting my armpits, soap it up or whatever, and I see a freaking spider, and I just scream, <laughs> bloody murder, like pure, just like, I so loud that my, like, my dad came and was like banging on the washroom door. He's like, what's happened? What happened? What happened? And I'm like looking around for the spider and it's like nowhere. It was massive. Like looking around, it's nowhere to be seen. And then I realized it was my armpit hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's how freaking terrified I am of these things. I hate insects. I hate bugs. Are you afraid of anything? Well, I was terrified of bees. I don't know that I am. I don't think I am anymore. Of anything? like uh, I used to be really afraid of heights, too. But then I had a job where I worked on like a stage lift, like washing windows and painting balconies oh. for a summer. And that kind of got rid of that. I'm terrified of heights. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. I don't <laughs> that I am? No, that anybody, like that fear of heights makes sense. Does it? Well, yeah. How so? Well, it's important to be like nervous or like afraid of falling off a cliff. Ooh, okay. Um, I got a would you rather, but maybe. All right. Maybe, awesome. maybe, maybe you have to fill in. I only got one part of it, so, right. so you got it. So, would you rather not have the sense of fear for anything, or? <laughs> oh, how about not having fear or not having like the ability to turn pain on and off? Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that. To not fear anything. So does fear also include sort of getting like anxious about things? Yes. Okay. You you you're you don't have the emotion that makes you feel uncomfortable. Shit, okay. So that means you have no inhibitions. Wow. That would be interesting to experience. I think I would choose that. Over of, of, yeah, of course, because I was just going to, that's a big flaw with the other one. <laughs> just because you don't feel pain doesn't mean you're invincible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Nathan, your hand's on fire. Oh, is it? 
<laughs> oh no, Mike can see my bone. Like it's not gonna do anything. Well, is it real? Like there are people that don't have pain for whatever. Do you know how I first learned about that? James Bond. There was like a villain who got shot in the head, and then the bullet kind of got stuck, and it kind of destroyed his pain receptors in his brain or whatever, so he can feel any pain. Oh. So, but it made him super strong. But <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's because he. Yeah, I don't know, but but yeah, I'm with you. Like I would. Although there's like a there's like a big like there's like two sides to having the no inhibitions rule because like positive. is it completely gone? Completely gone. And you can't bring it back. You can't bring it back. Oh, interesting. But you still have all your morals and everything. You have all your everything else that makes you you. You just don't feel that one feeling. You just be completely level headed over everything. Yeah, to the point where you're like, so there, there, like there are good. You're right. I would choose that too because I mean, like I said, because you're not in pain doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Well, I also don't do like my day to day. It's not like I'm a professional athlete and like not feeling pain would actually be a benefit. But that's the thing, though. Like when you're, if, let's say you're an athlete and you ripped your Achilles, you wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you would just keep like, oh, my legs flopping around. I I, did, I didn't realize. <laughs> Well, you have the ability to turn on and off. So you'd be like, oh, "Oh, shit, something's messed up. Talk to your trainer. He's like, yeah, it's superficial. You turn the thing on. Oh, okay. That's more interesting. But I I feel like professional athletes have that ability anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just their mental strength. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, See, the inhibition thing is very tricky because on one hand, it would let me do a lot of things that I could never do because I was just scared to do it. like you know just like trying out new things and you know just i would be like yeah whatever all right let's do it you know on the other hand i feel like you need to have some level of something holding you back do you think so why because i think it just because then like when you do something that really matters and you kind of overcome that that inhibition of not being able to do it then you feel really good about you know that fact that you were able to do it Versus if you don't have it, does anything you do have any value? Well, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. Like there'd be a lot of personal growth that you're sort of skirting around. Yeah, exactly. But your personal growth is leading you to that place, maybe. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Like you're not actually. Like if if, if you were able to climb Mount Everest like with no trouble at all versus you actually struggled and you got to the top, which one would mean more to you? What did the fact that I you think just... your Everest would change though? Like once you have zero inhibitions, you'd be like, okay, uh, maybe I don't have to put all this mental effort into X, and then you're free to do other things. Yeah, I, something something's got to give. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I there must be an evolutionary benefit to sort of feeling. I guess it's so you maybe you just wouldn't care, so you wouldn't put the effort in. Maybe that's what you'd be like. Oh. That's that's another flip side. You just don't care about it. So you're just like, you. I mean, you live a happy life, I guess, which I guess ultimately is what matters. But but are you really like the best version of yourself? Uh, because you're just like, you're just like the one that exists. You just exist. You're like, Nathan, why don't you try harder? Oh, you know, I'm happy with where I am. So that's an interesting uh there's um, the start of one of Kurt Vonnegut's books. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I really like to. St- I don't know why. I can't even pick a book as to like an example of why I like him. Mm-hmm. But the start of one of his books has this quote 
um, something, and it's from the Bible. It's like, look at the lilies in the field. They're just as they are, and they're perfect. Like they don't need to. They're not ambitious. They're not like trying to do anything, and they're they're a lily. Like they're everything they need to be. Right. And it somehow applies to humans. Like maybe I've already talked about this we, quote. We talked about it like when we weren't recording. Oh, okay. This is like I think maybe our first or second trial of like make making a podcast you brought it up <laughs> okay and i was like oh that's very interesting well it still sticks with me because here's somebody who writes who's ambitious who's doing something mm-hmm. and still believes um you know don't you're just a human like be a human you don't need to be, be anything in, beyond yeah. that you're fine and then at the same time you know you want to try you want to apply you want to achieve things well i mean just because you're being human doesn't mean you can't be the best human well i think it like i mean i know the answer to this you and i would never be happy just being a lily in a garden and just existing but that might be the trick is to be okay with that like it's not like there's the bestest lily they're just all lilies just like they're i mean we've made up metrics for measuring each other but 100 percent. at the end of the we're still we're all human yeah yeah but uh you and i let's just say you and i we don't think the same way right like so we would never be just human no but you would think exactly as you are and you're okay okay so you never worry about what anyone else thinks about you i think that's what it's trying to say like you are i mean that's always like you know you always do what you want to do and you don't have to worry about anything else that would be the best uh place to be that means you're so secure with who you are but is that maybe that's the right answer so you're just sort of along for the ride you're built a certain way. You have certain attributes that are going to make you better suited or worse suited for certain things. And you're just observing how you react to the world. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that, that there can be that person. I don't think I would ever want to be that person. I would want to be, you know, I would want to live up to my my potential, whatever that is. But right. that But that would be the metrics that I built for myself, let's just say. So... What I would want, like what I would want to be in this context of the lily is I'm I am I am this lily kind of existing in this garden of other lilies, not bothered by any of any else anyone else, but I'm living my life with my metrics and being what I want to be without having any concern of what the lily to the left thinks of me. That's what I want to be, at least. Right. Um so I don't think it's just a case of you're just human and therefore just be as human as you can be. Uh, I think it's just like be the best version of or be you, not the best version of it, just be you. But yeah. I, I think that the quote is actually about the being the best version. Like there is no such thing as the best version of you. Yeah, that's you're what I'm just fine as yeah. you are, I think is. And it's still I don't know what to think of it because he uses it to open his book, but he's a writer like he didn't do that <laughs> yeah so i was just gonna say like kurt vonnegut didn't do that because he strove to write and like you know not be just a human unless he thought that he was just he i mean i think he uses this terminology he's like i'm a meat machine that happens to be good at writing that's yeah. all that happened yeah, yeah i don't question it so maybe he was just fortunate and then was happy <laughs> doing that i don't know 
Yeah, maybe that's what it is, right? Like you you figure out your lane and you're just happy doing what you do. You don't have to yeah. pander and you don't have to um, be anything else. Just be who you who you want to be. Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. Maybe you figure it out and then you're there. Are you who you want to be? Well, I mean, we're in a show called Lost in the Grid. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, like, do you feel... Do you feel like there's something about you that you don't want it to be? How do you mean? Um, like a trait or something. I guess I've never thought in those terms. Um, I'm trying to observe what I... Who you are? In a way, yeah. Like what I enjoy doing, what I don't enjoy, and then trying to steer towards the... Um, and then, yeah, there are times where... I do things that aren't that I want to change and then I want to be able to change those. But it's not like I know ahead of time. Well, I have some idea of what those are, but then usually somebody be like, Hey, how you did this X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, there are things about me that I'm working on, which I really like, but I don't think, I don't think I'm, I'm at, the um the most i don't want to say most efficient because that kind of makes the quote of a bit so robotic mm. but like i just the most like comfortable version of me yet okay so that's that's where i think the quote was going and i think i'm in pursuit of that just being comfortable with myself yeah yeah that could be um <laughs> I think I think that's a nice uh, end to this this session in a weird way because, yeah, be your lily. <laughs> yeah, just be just be just be the lily you were meant to be. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I think that's a really nice sentiment actually. I mean, we'll see if it works. <laughs> it's easier said than done, of course. Everything everything we talk about is easier said than done. Right. Anyways, uh, I think I think we should we should we should wrap it up. Yeah, be a, be your own Lily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I, I think you and I discussed we're going to take a two week break. Um, two week break. Yeah. Two week break just to see, yeah, just to see where things are. Like you know how we is feel. that any different than like what we've been doing though? Two yeah, week? no, two like it is. It's the same. No, it's not. We're missing next week and the week after. Oh, so then it'd be like the third week. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It's like a proper two-week break. Okay. But anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Nathan and Al. We will see you guys. Or See? Is that appropriate? Yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> we'll see you next in three weeks. All right, thank you so much. Uh, have a great day. Bye.